sees me here, colors we've endeared. Slow down, I can see you're so sincere. Welcome to Tell Me This, a podcast about belonging, building communities, and cultivating connections and authentic spaces for listening, learning, and leaning into our experiences. I'm your host, Brianne Roos, here with the first short of season two. If you've been listening to season two so far, you know that Carrie has graciously invited me to be her co-host. And so I wanted to provide some context about how this came to be, kind of a story of our story. My very first interaction with Carrie was the summer before I began the Hopkins EDD program. I was at the pool with my kids and I was trying to access a summer orientation module and the link was dead. And so at the risk of revealing myself as the overachieving student who was doing everything long before it was due, I decided to email Carrie because she was, the li- she was listed as the point of contact. I spent a long time crafting a three sentence email. I didn't wanna to sound too eager, wanted to be respectful, but not awkwardly deferential, and also needed a working link. So with one eye on my swimming children, I hit send. Not two minutes later, I had a reply in the most friendly, unpretentious, and genuinely appreciative tone, thanking me for the email and promising to get a new link posted. I was flooded with relief. We talk a lot about the dissonance of being a practitioner expert and a novice scholar. I felt like I belonged in my professional context. I teach at my alma mater and I'd been on the scene there for many years. And I was also working as a medical speech language pathologist in several local hospitals. I felt good about both of those roles. Hopkins doctoral program, very different story. I was convinced that I would be surrounded by people who use nothing but big words and were born with a deep understanding of inferential statistics and of education theories I had never heard of. I felt very far from belonging in that context. I didn't know the term imposter syndrome at the time, but I was flooded with it. Carrie's email was a quick, real, and friendly gesture that felt like a hand reaching out saying it would be okay. A few weeks later, my cohort mates and I met one another and faculty members for the first time at the Hopkins Orientation, an annual three-day face-to-face event in our all-online program. A natural expert at fostering belonging, I could tell that Carrie had a great relationship with her students as she mingled and walked around the tables and laughed with them and also worked pretty hard. As my classmates and I struggled through those awkward initial conversations, trying to get to know the people who would become our lifelines for the next three years, I longed for academic and social belonging in that space. And listening to the stories of my new classmates, I really wondered how in the world I was admitted to this program. I got my sea legs during the first semester, establishing friendships with those people I chatted with awkwardly at orientation. And then I had Carrie as a faculty member for Research Methods 1 in the spring of my first year and Research Methods 2 in the fall of my second year. Those courses were so, so hard for me and for some of my classmates. Carrie worked to make sure though that we moved past the shame of not knowing statistics. She never reduced the rigor, that is for sure, it was really hard but she introduced all sorts of supports and teaching strategies to create belonging. She worked alongside us, clearly learning from us and adding to her course to meet us where we were. I loved what she was doing, 
And I found myself changing my own teaching because I was so inspired by how she taught us challenging material in such a relatable way. I wasn't drawn to the material naturally, but she made it kind of fun, I mean, big air quotes there, to be in class. And it was very clearly a mutual journey, which I so appreciated. I got to know Carrie and her approach even better through my dissertation research. And when she invited me on as a TA for her work as the cohort lead to onboard first year doctoral students. In that work, we really became friends and I felt like I had found a kindred spirit. It's pretty rare and I felt so privileged to have met and connected with Carrie because we've kind of a unique blend of similar desires and priorities and also vastly different backgrounds and sometimes even approaches, but we always learn from each other. I listened to season one of Tell Me This on my way to work last year. Remember, remember that when we used to drive to work? And I would sit in the parking lot when I got there and send Carrie a long text about how that particular episode was just what I needed to hear that day and why. She was always gracious and, just, and I appreciated her work and the podcast style of connecting an idea to her grandmother, the inspiration for the podcast, and also to her work and to the literature in such an accessible way. All of that resonated with me. And when Carrie invited me to be on her podcast as a guest, I was super nervous, but I loved the conversation. We were also podcasting on a different show for learning educators. And when she asked me to co-host Tell Me This, I was so touched and humbled because this work that she's dedicating to her grandmother, Sarah Downey. And I couldn't believe that I was gonna be able to have a regular voice on a program and it just felt like a huge privilege. Actually, as it turns out, we're sharing a lot of voices this season. We're sharing the airwaves with a series of guests who have generously agreed to talk with us, and we can't wait to continue sharing their stories of belonging with you. Now here, before I sign off, uh, in true tell me this fashion, I do wanna share a piece of literature with you briefly. We've talked about imposter syndrome in the past, and since it came up today, I wanted to share a recent article that I found. Katherine Wilkinson wrote a piece called Imposter Syndrome and the Accidental Academic, an autoethnographic account, and it was published in 2020. The article resonated with me right away when I read the title because I feel like I'm also an accidental academic. I was trained as a clinician in medical speech pathology and I never anticipated a career in academia. I learned that the term imposter syndrome was coined in 1978 by Clancy and Imes, and it refers to a feeling of intellectual fraudulence such a good term. People with imposter syndrome feel like their accomplishments are due to luck and that their ineptitude will be revealed at any moment. And so you can imagine that that chronic imposter syndrome leads to stress and burnout and overall decreased satisfaction. Catherine Wilkinson uses autoethnography, which is a method of studying her own experience, in this case as a new faculty member. Although Wilkinson was on the faculty side and my imposter syndrome was more about being a doctoral student, a few of the themes that she identified as she analyzed her detailed journals about teaching supersede that specific teaching context. I could really relate to her themes of nervousness and identity and appearance, and I'll just talk briefly about the nervousness part. Wilkinson discusses her nervousness about being revealed as a fraud in front of her classes, and the nerves she felt had physical manifestations, like a chronic lack of sleep and she even had a rash. I felt pretty intense nerves about being revealed as a fraud throughout my program as well. And I found that sometimes those intruding thoughts inhibited my ability to think clearly, which we know to be true from a neurological standpoint, because when fear takes over, all other tasks are moved aside, including things like reading and writing. I found it hard to write when my imposter syndrome was at the forefront, 
and I took deliberate steps to help myself, like never reading other students' posts before I posted my own to avoid comparison. And really importantly, staying connected with faculty members like Carrie and my network of friends, all of whom believed much more than I did that I belonged. In closing, if you had told me that day back at the pool when I stressed about writing an email to Carrie that I would become friends, research partners, and a podcast co-host with her, I never would have believed it. But here we are, and I so appreciate the opportunity to be with you all, our listeners and our guests, and for Carrie. Thanks for welcoming me to the show.